Let's talk a little BYU Arizona State. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery in uh, Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. He makes magic uh, happen for Devil's Digest. He's Hode Rubino with us back on the big show. What's going on, Hode? Not, not a problem, guys. Thanks so much for having me. So give us the tail of the tape. What are you uh, thinking about this game we're in store for this weekend down in Provo? Well, I think uh, you're really uh, matching two teams that maybe one of them in BYU has has already proven that uh, this is a team that maybe is defying expectations in a positive manner, beating two Pac-12 teams uh, back-to-back. And I know you can talk about the Pac-12 being down this year, but I don't think that should take uh, anything away from the accomplishments of the Cougars so far, especially beating Utah after nine straight losses. Uh, I'm sure that uh, the uh, temperature in Provo is uh, is pretty high, even though the kickoff is going to be uh, somewhere in, in the low 70s on Saturday night. But uh, for ASU, uh, even though they're uh, coming in as a favorite, a road favorite, I feel that they probably may have more to prove than BYU in this game because they did play the two so-called cupcakes to start the season, which is something that a lot of other teams in the Pac-12 uh, would do anyway. And sure, there have been some um, great moments and not-so-great moments in, the, in, the, in those two games. So for ASU, it's a really uh, steep step-up in competition. And and for BYU, although I think that ASU is a better team, both both in Arizona and Utah, I, it's still not as dramatic as a step up in competition. So I'm really curious to see how both teams do handle this contest just from that perspective alone. So it looks to me like ASU has uh, has some pretty explosive offensive players. It seems like they, I mean, based on what we've seen so far, they can run the ball. Like they've got those receivers. They've got a dynamic quarterback who who somebody better keep an eye on, or else he'll take off running on them. So BYU from that standpoint. Uh, probably have its hands full. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, BYU uh, and their run defense is is a really interesting uh, story when you look at the stat sheet. And granted, it's only two games, and it's really hard to make sweepy conclusions even after uh, one game, let alone two. But I feel that uh, you look at a game that BYU had against Utah, this is a game that the Utes, as you guys know, was really playing from behind uh, and, uh, and playing and being in catch-up mode the entire night. But they still were able to rack over 190 yards on the ground against against the BYU defense. And I know that their defensive line uh, definitely did lose some uh, significant talent from um, from last year. But that is definitely one stat that I think if you're ASC offensive coordinator Zach Hill, you're definitely uh, lick, licking your chops because really uh, the bread and butter of this ASC offense is, is a running game. And even when they had – uh, one of their premier uh, running backs, uh, Chip Trainum, missed the UNLV game due to injury. And by the way, he should be back for the game in Provo on Saturday. Uh, their quarterback, Jenning Daniels, uh, goes ahead and posts a career-high 125 rushing yards. So I'm really uh, curious to see if the success that Utah had against that BYU uh, defensive line on the ground is something that ASU can duplicate, if, if not exceed, because ASU, if you look at their recent history over here, they're, they're just uh, posting 200-plus yards rushing uh, as a, just a basically standard operating procedure. The passing game, I think, is where things get a little more interesting because that has been one uh, point of contention, and maybe that's too harsh of a uh, description, but uh, there has been some disappointment that Jaden Daniels and the wide receivers really have not 
been able to jumpstart uh, this this passing game. And the two teams that they played to begin with, Southern Utah and UNLV, uh, definitely did not have good outings when it came to their pass defense. And here they are facing a BYU team, which, granted, did hold in check a Utah passing game, although I don't think that the caliber of their quarterback and their wide receivers is that equal of, AS, of ASU. But only two weeks ago in the BYU season opener, they gave up 345 yards in the air to University of Arizona, definitely not one of the juggernauts offensively in the Pac-12. So if you're ASU, do, do you really stick with your bread and butter, especially on the road, to take a hostile crowd uh, out of it and just pound the ball as much as you can, something that really has been a proven formula for success and then some? Or do you really try to mix it up uh, more, more with the aerial attack, understanding that maybe you have some – opportunities over there. So I'm really curious to see what kind of approach uh, if ASU is going to take because this passing game sooner or later really really needs a jump start, really needs to provide a balance to the, to the rushing game. And I don't know if the game in Provo will or will not be one of those opportunities for the Sun Devils. Defensively, Hode, how have they been up front? And I ask because BYU and their offensive line really pushed Utah around in the second half, which, as you know, doesn't happen to Utah very often. So, you know, BYU up front offensively seems to be pretty formidable. How has Arizona State's defensive front fared so far this year? Well, look, I mean, when it comes to uh, run defense, they have averaged uh, 83 yards. But going back to my earlier point, this is a major step up in competition. Uh, not only do you have a very talented running back in, in Algier, but you also have a very uh, mobile quarterback in, in Jaron Hall. Now, when you look at ASU's game against UNLV this past Saturday, uh, you saw UNLV quarterback uh, Doug Brumfield, who almost ran uh, at will uh, in, in the first half against this ASU uh, defensive front. But in the second half, ASU was able to make the necessary adjustments to re- really contain him and really shut down not only him, but the entire Rebel offense, as UNLV only had 19 yards of offense in the, in, in the last two quarters. So I, I think it's a good ASU defensive line. I think it's a good front seven, uh, in, generally speaking. But when you talk about facing a, a much better uh, offense in general, and then specifically a, a better ground game, I think uh, that is really somewhat uh, of, of an unknown. Um, I wouldn't say that ASU's uh, pass defense is head and shoulders better than its run defense, but I don't think BYU, when they look at a secondary uh, for the Sun Devils that has uh, 131 starts, I believe, which is second only in the country to to Indiana, I would really want to test uh, those four uh, de- de- uh, defensive backs. But I think really much like we talk about ASU's uh, offensive staple right now being the ground attack, I think the same can be said about BYU. So I think ASU can find some success and and probably could do maybe somewhat of a better job than than Utah did, but to some extent, that really remains to be seen. Because again, the 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 two tests that BYU has faced uh, so far in this young 2021 season are really on a different level compared to what ASU faced in the same time frame. How's the team holding up under the uh, the sort of the uh, I don't know the. I don't want to call it doom and gloom, but the notion of Herm Edwards and some of the things that went on during the offseason. You know, honestly, I think it's something that we expected to hear a lot uh, in, in the offseason and on Pac-12 Media Day, maybe in the first days uh, going into full camp. But really, uh, you know, nobody, at least locally, is, uh, is, is talking about this anymore. As we know, this NCAA investigations are notorious for, for taking a long time. And I think there's some uh, still – 
measure of respect, for lack of a better term, that the NCAA is really not going to have uh, ASU coaches and personnel uh, be grilled in investigations uh, during the football season. Obviously, once the season is off, I think all bets are off, if, if you will. But the fact that ASU placed not one but, but three assistant coaches on admin leave, one of them two weeks before fall camp started, uh, two of them literally less than a week into fall camp, I, I think in some respects really uh, called off the dogs, if you will, and the NCAA uh, is not going to come out with uh, any uh, drastic measures or, or anything like that uh, to, during the season. But I think when the calendar flips to 2022, uh, that's when uh, I believe we're going to hear more news and uh, the investigation is probably going to kick into higher gear. But uh, so far, uh, you know, coaches aren't talking about it. Players aren't talking about it. I really don't think their play on the field uh, is, uh, is being affected by it. Now, sure, when there's going to be – uh, um, some adversity in, uh, during the season. I mean, that's, again, assuming that there will be some. I'm sure there are going to be those who are going to point to what's going on off the field affecting what's going on on the field. But right now, I really can't uh, point to any specific aspect of this team and say that it's being adversely affected uh, due to this NCAA investigation. And we'll see if that continues to be the case in the next three months. We heard you uh, compare the Sun Devils to the Utes a little bit earlier in the interview. Let me ask you with what's going on at USC and what you saw against Stanford, would you put the Devils in uh, as the favorite for the division this year? To be honest, uh, I did I did even uh, put them like that uh, when, uh, during Pac-12 Media Day in the offseason. I, I felt that not only they can win the South, but they also can win the, the, the Pac-12 championship. I don't think that the uh, talent disparity between them and the rest of the Pac-12, whether I'm looking at the North or the South, is is big at all. And I think that you can make uh, some argument that maybe ASU does have uh, the best talent uh, in the entire conference if just comparing roster to roster. So, honestly, what's happening at USC uh, didn't really change uh, my thinking as far as ASU being more of a favorite uh, now, if you will. Um, I'm not uh, so quick uh, to see ASU. Uh, to see, I'm sorry, USC circling the drain now. Or, or anything to, uh, of that sort just because of the change, change in leadership over there. It's still a very, very talented team. Keaton Slovis is still one of the better quarterbacks uh, in, in, in the Pac-12. I know they have issues with the running game. They have issues with the offensive line. And I don't know if a change uh, in, in the head coach is or is not going to help help there. And uh, I think really more, the, more I'm curious what's going to happen with the defense. I mean, is this really anomaly? They got the, they got the teeth kicked in, and maybe they just have to get this one – really horrible game out of their system so they can move forward, or is this going to be uh, just, just a snowball effect? Uh, so, again, I mean, if I if I were the betting, betting man, I'm not betting uh, the CUSC uh, winning less than eight, 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 nine games the rest of the way. I don't think it's going to be enough to win the Pac-12 South. But, again, if I'm being honest, uh, even before the season started, I did pick ASC to win the division and the conference for that matter. So, Hode, I want to, I want to promote you now to uh, head coach at BYU. And so, so uh, sort of, you covered some of this before. But if you were the coach uh, of BYU, what would you? What does the Cougar offense have to do to beat ASU, and what does the defense have to do to slow that attack down? Absolutely. So I think uh, when when it comes to the BYU offense, uh, their their bread and butter is their running game. I know that uh, their passing game is somewhat suspect. Uh, somewhat uh, TBD in terms of uh, being a significant component of the offense. So you really have to stick with what with with, with what brought you here. And 
I think they can find some success against this ASU front seven. How much success still, you know, still remains to be seen. But if they can really execute the play action uh, plays um, more, more often than not and in a high rate, um, I'm curious to see uh, how much uh, success they can have against, against ASU. But uh, I know this is probably overstating the obvious, but it's hard for me to see BYU struggling on the ground but still quote-unquote punishing ASU in the air, and that, that actually leads them to victory. Uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to the defense, and I think uh, going back to the passing game struggles of ASU, uh, the BYU defense and any defense from here on out is going to force Jaden Daniels and his, and his wide receivers to beat them. And until um, that, that can be proven, I can absolutely see uh, BYU uh, uh, stacking the box. And really, aside from the passing game struggles, you just look at the raw stats, and it's very, very clear when you see a passing game that was averaging over 260 – I'm sorry, a running game that was averaging over 260 yards uh, last season, over 200 yards uh, this season, as short as it is, um, there's, there's really uh, no uh, magic over here because if you're going to stop – ASU's running game in, in, in an effective manner, uh, I think that the passing game may have some uh, troubles really uh, bailing out the offense, bailing out maybe the entire team for that matter. So, um, you know, I, I know it's a cliche that the game uh, starts and begins, begins in the trenches, but when you look at the makeup or the character of both BYU and ASU, I think it's absolutely, absolutely going to be determined there because I really don't see uh, that the, the passing game's uh, – of either team that's really lighting up each other's secondary. Well, let's hope it's a good one on Saturday. I think we're going to see a couple of good teams out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're going to have a lot of pound-on-the-ground game, it's going to make it for a quick one because 8-15 kickoff. Wow, that's, oh boy, yeah. that's like a late one. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Ho, thank you for jumping on with us. We always appreciate it. No problem, guys. Take care. Hode Rubino from Devil's Digest uh, giving us a little preview on Arizona State. So Hode being fairly realistic there uh, in his assessments. Realistic not, about not, what? Not, not uh, hyping anything up, really. I thought he was you, – what? You, you think he was? I didn't say anything. I mean, I, I don't know. He he thinks highly of Arizona State. Well, I mean, why why wouldn't he? I don't know. I I don't think I would have picked them to win the division at the beginning of the year. Well, anyway, uh, we'll see how it turns out. But this is one of those games, uh, Jake, that uh, I I really don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, sometimes you have pretty strong ideas about a winner and a loser. This game, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Jaden Daniels, on the one hand, could take off and tear BYU's defense apart, really give it all kinds of tr- struggles. But on the other hand, if if uh, if that defense seems to be what it was against Utah, uh, maybe not. Man, what I took about how to defend Jaden Daniels is drop eight and dare him to throw, which BYU should be pretty good at. you got to keep him contained. That's... That's, yeah, don't rush anybody. Uh, well, you can't just let him sit back there. And I think you absolutely can. You think so? Yeah, I think that's. I think you'd prefer that to the alternative. What having Lyman run past him while he takes off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so, who will be the spy? One of those backers, I assume. Probably. 
But offensively, the other thing I think BYU can do, just to add to what Hode was saying, is also, you know, how do you make the other team throw? You build a lead. So if you could score <laughs> some points early, I think that would be helpful because then you make them a little more one-dimensional. So what does that uh, what does that mean? It means take care of the football early on because if you make a couple mistakes then that could lead to a deficit that uh, neither team wants to suffer. Well, in a similar way that BYU beat Utah in the second half. You know, Utah is the faster team. I think Arizona's bringing a lot of team speed, probably more than Utah has. I don't know. That's probably debatable. But negate that by punching them in the mouth up front and running the football and negate some of that speed. So I think that's why I asked him about the defensive front because I think that'll be a factor and. Yeah, don't turn the ball over. Steadily move the footballs, put some points on the board, and and make Arizona State one-dimensional offensively, and that's Jaden Daniels passing. And that's maybe the recipe for, for some success. Although Arizona State's good. You heard him. He picked he picked Arizona State to, to win the league outright. Yeah, but I, I thought his approach was pretty commonsensical as opposed to picking up the pom-poms, just going, yay team, you know. Uh, but you know, as you as you explained that, Jake, I was thinking that uh, Tuiaki's defense might be perfectly suited then for slowing down the very talented young quarterback. Yeah, give him a cushion and dare him to throw, and keep everything in front of you. Yep. But you better contain him. He had 125 yards last, I think, last game. Right. Rushing. So and, and BYU practices against Jaron Hall. You know, I mean, it's not like they don't go up against a mobile or aren't familiar with a mobile quarterback. This would be a big win for BYU if they could pull it off. Oh, yeah. I mean, Utah was certainly a big win. This would be a big win. This sets them up for a terrific season. Well, it it sets them up to go 4-1 and one against the Pac-12 at least. That's the basement. 5-0 and oh in the conversation, which would really be something. <laughs> yeah. You think they'd be crowing about that in Provo? Uh, they should be. To play the three favorites in the South, and then of course the the you know couple of <laughs> Washington State and Arizona. I don't know what, what know what you want to describe them as, but well, uh, but to beat the three favorites in the South, that would that would be a really really something they can hang their hat on. What was really really weird about that Arizona game is the way. That one running back, uh, his name Robinson? What was it? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. How he was able to shake loose at times, and those receivers were able to utilize their speed to punish BYU's secondary. Uh, and can the Devils do that? Yeah, I don't know. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.